The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. What's up, fellas? Notebook wagering. Q here, sitting across from Smitty and J. Cam. We didn't talk too much about NFL preseason, NFL conferences like we should have. We just, life got in the way. You know, we really wanted to hit Power Five, Constable. I think that's probably our best sport. But we are bringing you quick hits on the NFL. So we're excited. This will be the first NFL show of the year. Uh, we'll give you our leans, our picks. Uh, I'm excited. What about you, fellas? Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, NFL is just a much cleaner, you know, college football kind of overwhelms you with all the games that are available. The NFL, you get that nice, clean 16-game slate. So it's a little tougher because the lines are a lot tighter, obviously, and that's where the teaser king will come in to help us out a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's, it's nothing better than a Sunday crisp afternoon sitting on your couch and watching uh, 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and then dinner Sunday night. It's beautiful. Yeah, I'm excited here. You know, I, I'm the teaser king. I, I did a little hint last night on Twitter that I have two. I'm locked in on two. I'm going to give them out already. I have another one I'm eyeing. And also, let's not forget on our team, we have old man in the garage that loves those dog money line winners. And I'll tell you what, he did unbelievable last year. And I know there's some people out there that like him. I work with one that always comes up and says, I want to hear his plays. So, Let's give it out. I'm excited for He's excited for the season. I have a great one. I, I like his play that he came out of the gates with. So let's get after it, boys. All right. So we're just going to jump right in. So we have a Thursday night powerhouse showdown. So you have Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the Dallas Cowboys minus eight. I can tell you right now, I'm mostly going to give you leans because I, I want to see some movement. And I'll definitely post my plays out officially on Twitter uh, Sunday morning. Uh, Saturday is my college slate, Sunday, obviously, NFL. But I'm telling you right now, I'm taking Tampa Bay minus eight. I think it's an absolute lock. I am looking and I'm studying Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And and I would truly say this. If there is a team that I really am scared about taking over the uh, 72 Dolphins undefeated streak, I think it's this Buccaneers team. They're stacked on defense. They're stacked on offense. They brought back every starter, essentially. And the thing that scares me is they were winning games. I believe they went 11 and five last year and Brady didn't even know the playbook. That's what scares me right there. He knows it now. He's got some of the best wide receivers in the game. Dallas, Zeke Elliott, I think he looked a little flustered when Zach Martin went out uh, with COVID. Um, you know, Dak is the starting quarterback. We know what's he going to be like. He didn't play any preseason games. You know, if he takes a bad hit or he has to scramble out of the pocket, what's his mentality? Um, and they don't have anybody on defense. I'm sorry. Uh, Michael Parsons is a great addition, but there's still two or three guys away for the defense. Uh, so I just think Tampa Bay is just going to outpower them. I could see the game 10, like 31-17-esque uh, Tampa Bay. So that's definitely a lock for me. Yeah, I, it, you see that line going up to eight. You rarely see that in the NFL where line goes over seven. Um, so the, it's clearly everyone's on Tampa here. You know, Dallas kind of got disrupted in the preseason. They, you know, Prescott really didn't play all that much. You still don't know what you have with him. Um, and the defense was just horrendous for Dallas last year. So, yeah, no, I think it's pretty easy for uh, Tampa Bay here. I think they're just going to cruise in. Um, kind of everybody knows what they need to do. They get the primetime game to get everybody fired up. So they're not going to sleepwalk through this one. So I think it's an easy cover. Yeah, you know, Tampa is a team, if you look at their win total, you know, can they, can they stay healthy all the year? Because you got an older team. I mean, you got some older guys on defense. Brady's older. Can Gronk stay healthy? But, you know, we're not talking win totals. We're talking Thursday night. I like the line jump here, six and a half to eight. You know, like you guys hit on, Dax coming off, two injuries. It's been like 11 months. Didn't really, didn't play anything in the preseason. Now Zach Marin's out with COVID protocol. Q said it, Tampa is really bringing back a lot. I don't think it's a good spot. I like Dallas. I think Dallas can get some of the offensive line back. I think Elliott's going to have a nice bounce back year. I hope so, because I have him in fantasy on one of my teams. I don't think it's going to happen Thursday night, though. I think it's a tough spot. Now, I will say this. 
Would I play the minus eight? Yeah, probably I would. The teaser king, I'm going to say, and I'll give it when we hit the next game. Uh, this is one that I took Tampa down. I got it last night. I got Tampa down to minus one and a half in a teaser. And in a couple of minutes, I'll tell you who I matched that team up with. But I love them in a teaser for sure. But I do like the minus eight lean too. So I think Tampa rolls. I'll tell you, Smitty, real quick. Teasers in the NFL are, at least in my opinion, I've, I've always been more confident. I think you get a uh, a more realistic line than, than college. So I'm definitely going to be playing a lot of teasers in the NFL. I think you can uh, succeed that way, especially with the lines like get Tampa down to under a field goal. Uh, you don't necessarily get those lines in college. So if you are going to play teasers, obviously some people are for them and some are against them for various reasons. I think the NFL, you can actually capitalize and make a lot of money on that, uh, especially now with FanDuel and Barstool. Quick shout out to them. You can get even money to plus money on it, depending on uh, if it's a six, seven or eight. So that is something to keep in mind. You know, we always want even or plus money. So, all right, moving on. We got the Buffalo Bills hosting the Steelers minus six and a half. Uh, the Bills over under 48 and a half. Um, this one, you know, I, this is a huge teaser play for me. I, I think the Bills will win a close game. The thing that scares me is Pittsburgh is they're just, um, you know, their defense is old. JJ, uh, TJ Watt, you know, is now, uh, could that be an issue with he wants more money? Um, I don't believe he's going to sit out, but it can create some controversy in a locker room. Joe Hayden's a little older. Uh, I still have some offensive line questions. I do think Najee Harris will be a good addition for them, but I think to go up to Buffalo, I think Buffalo, especially adding Emmanuel Sanders to complement uh, Diggs, will definitely help. Uh, and they have a couple other slot receivers um, in their defense. They're going to give up some yardage, but they could just score at will. Uh, so I, I could see this game uh, being a, a field goal game, but I, I like the Buffalo Bills on a teaser here. Yeah, no, I actually like the Bills laying the six and a half. I think this is interesting. Like, you look at Tomlin uh, over his career, and they perform really well as the underdogs, so that's one of the things you have to factor in. But when he has a team that kind of has his number, they keep his number. Like, the Patriots owned him uh, almost over his entire coaching career. Well, if you look, the Buffaloes played the Steelers the last two years, and the game's basically gone the exact same way. We're close at halftime and then a blowout in the second half. Um, I think McDermott's got Tomlin's number. I think this is a six and a half. You know, at the Steelers, you look at their offense last year and very talented, but not a lot of production. Um, you know, it just seems like a tall task to go into Buffalo with a pretty makeshift offensive line right now. Um, it'll probably get better as the year goes on, but this is the first game that I think is a little too much for them. So I like the uh, Buffalo lane to six and a half here. Yeah, I'm going to sound like a homer here, but I'm kind of leaning Steelers in a teaser, not straight, because I think it could be tough. I, I agree with everything you guys have said. I think you know, Jason said it well, and I have it down in my, in my notebook here, they're the Steelers are pretty good covering as a dog ATS. So I do agree, you know, banner being out two, it's out. I think they come back week four, you know, again, Harris, I wasn't, I mean, I'm glad we have Harris. There's no doubt. I said it in the draft shows, you know, I'm still concerned about the offensive line, but I, I mean, I really like Harris. I think they're going to mix it better. You're not going to see Ben throwing the ball about 50 times. They're going to mix it in a little bit. I think Buffalo wins this game. I think, I think it's a, I think it's a hard fought win by them though. I had this. And again, I'll, t I'll at the end, I'll give all my plays, but I have Steelers and a teaser with another team here takes, I got Steelers last night up to 12 and a half. Would I play it straight? No, I'm going to sit back because then I don't want my Sunday ruin that my team loses and then they lose uh, the six and a half. But I like the Steelers in a teaser, but I think it's a smart play too as a teaser getting Buffalo down to more or less a pick them all. So I think you could go in e e either way. I think it's about seven to 10. Yeah, they spot on. Okay, we go down to Carolina. Carolina laying five against the New York Jets over under 45. I don't have much on this game. I I actually just want to watch it from a fan perspective. One, I want to see if Sam, Sam Darnold does better in a new environment. He's got a little more weapons than what he had in New York. And I'm curious to see what Zach Wilson does. You know, um, this is his first uh, prime time. I wouldn't even say prime time, just an NFL game. Um, I don't really think he has any weapons up there. Uh, Carolina does have some weapons. DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, obviously should be healthy. Um, I think Darnold is, is set up to succeed. Uh, they have a good defensive team down in Carolina. I like what Matt Rule's doing down there. Um, I want to say two years ago, they drafted all defensive guys, so they're young. 
Um, I, I, if I had to lean, I would say it's Carolina minus five, but uh, it's, it's a no play for me. Yeah, just it's a no play for me, but I'm, I'm more intrigued by the Jets with the five and a half, though. It's probably not enough. Um, taking a rookie quarterback on the road the first week of the season is probably not the best idea, especially I think his best receiver um, is going to be out for that game. Um, it'll be interesting because Carolina's, like you said, they invested a lot in the draft and the defense, even the last two drafts, and they weren't really good last year. And uh, we'll really kind of get a, a see how Darnold performs because he's got much better skill talent in Carolina. Uh, the offensive line is probably the same, but everything else around him is much better. Um, he looked a little shaky in the preseason as a Steeler, especially early when they got pressure on him about this guy didn't have a lot of pocket presence. So um, but they should be okay this week. I think the Jets are kind of just pulling stuff together. Very young team. Um, first week in the season, I just don't see them performing too well, but I'm going to pass. I think five and a half is a little too much at this point. Yeah, this is a pass for me. I think it's a tough spot either way. I, you know, I agree. It's a revenge game. Arnold, does he come back and play well? You know, McCaffrey's coming back. They do have more weapons. Can he do something at the quarterback position with more weapons here? I like Zach Wilson. I talked on our draft shows. I really like the kid. I like his swagger. I think the Jets will be good in a couple of years. It's it's just not this year again. I just don't think they have enough. Crowder's a question mark, I believe, if he's going to play. You know, I know he's not a superstar, but a pretty good slot guy that can do some things. I think it's a tough spot with five and a half. If I, you know, if you're dying to play this, I'd probably take Carolina. It's a pass. This is a hard pass for me, though. I, I think it's a it's a hard spot for a rookie quarterback and going on the road in a, you know, you can say, oh, he's done it. You know, he played in the preseason. It's a whole different ball game here. So it's a pass from Smitty. But if you really want action on it, I would lean Carolina. Yeah, and Matty right. chimes in here and he's going to actually to take the Panthers laying the five. So he's, it's not too much for him. All right. Well, I will have to get his opinion on it. Um, maybe on Saturday. Cause I'm I'm intrigued on why he's touching that game. All right. Let's move on to Houston. Houston is hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jacksonville Jaguars on the road, laying two and a half over under 44 and a half. This one's also intriguing. So obviously Trevor Lawrence is making his first start. Deshaun Watson is not starting. Uh, Tyrod Taylor has been listed to starter. If you were a big believer in the Jacksonville Jaguars, over under seven wins, if you took the over there, this is a game they have to win on the road. And I think they have the best shot to win. Obviously, they use Travis, lose Travis Etienne due to an injury. Um, and that was obviously Trevor Lawrence's security blanket, as we saw in Clemson uh, for three years. Um, I just don't think Texas had, Houston has anybody. Um, you know, look at their lineup. They have uh, the running back out of, um, forgive me, I'm drawing a blank on his name. He came from um, Arizona. And then I believe they have Mark Ingram, uh, who's washed up. Um, I, they really just don't have any talent. You look at the Jaguars, who Lawrence is throwing to, DJ Chark, uh, Chanel, um, Marvin Jones. I, I just think this is an opportunity where they can steal a win in their division on the road. So it's going to be a pass for me. Uh, but if I had to pick here, it would be a minus two and a half, Jacksonville. Yeah, so I'm kind of intrigued by this game because I wasn't really sold on the Jaguars, what I saw in the preseason. Um, not so much just from the talent perspective, but just didn't really seem like, you know, it's funny. I watched Detroit play, and you can tell they're terrible, but you can also tell they're kind of playing for their guys. Uh, I didn't get that impression with the Jaguars. So I think it's an intriguing spot. You got a rookie quarterback on the road, just like we mentioned with the uh, Jets-Panthers game. Um, you look at the Texans' like death chart and you recognize the names though like these are the guys that were on your fantasy team like three or four years ago it's just that can anybody like have a season here uh i i i'm, I'm trying not to do this but i really think if the texans are going to win a game this is it um and like i said i see enough of the names on offense that i'm intrigued i don't know if i'm going to pull the trigger but I, if i was going to play a team i'd probably take the texas money line and not that i like the texans all that much but this might be the one game they win this year I agree, Jace. I, I, you know, I said it to old man in the garage just a little bit ago. I think if you look, you break down, I'm not sold on Urban Meyer as a head coach in the NFL. I just, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't know. If you look the skill positions, Jacksonville is a lot better. 
Now, Hugh just killed me because I just picked Mark Ingram up in a in a and on a fantasy team, and now he's bashing him. So now my my uh, <laughs> now my you know not very excited when he brought that down. I was like, wow, maybe that was a really bad. And he is. I mean, he's older. I, I get it. I, you know, I had to do it though because I had no running backs. Hopefully, he does something. But I think it's a tough spot there. I think Lawrence again. I think is going to be really really good. But it's the first, like you said, first game on the road. It's like the Wilson situation. I'm just not sold on Jacksonville a little bit. I'm not, I don't know. Urban Meyer just doesn't, I, I have to see it. I agree. If the Texans can win a game, this is it. And if you break the quarterbacks down again, Taylor, listen, he's not a superstar. I get it. But the guy's quarterback before he's been in the league. Can, can he, can, you know, home crowd, tough environment, probably game one there. I agree. I, I think, am I going to take it? I don't know, but I, I've been close to maybe pulling the trigger on this. I kind of like taking the Texans and maybe the money line Texans in this. Yeah. I mean, the one thing is, I mean, no one really likes the Texans head coach. The, everything he said has kind of made everybody like go, Oh my God, where did this guy come from? But you know, he, at least he's been on an NFL sideline. He's been on lots of NFL sidelines during games. Like Urban Meyer, this is all brand new to him too. Like, and even his coordinators, I can't remember who he brought in from where they did, but one of them is a good college guy. You just don't know what you're going to get. It's a whole new game. It goes much faster, much different. Uh, adjustments have to be much quicker. You don't get as many possessions. So it'll be interesting to see if he struggles that first week. All right, we're going to go to Tennessee, laying three against the Arizona Cardinals, over-unders 52 and a half. This is one of my most favorite plays. Uh, I love Tennessee minus three at home to open the season. They lost a big piece last year to an injury. Taylor Luan, multi-time pro bowler, comes back. He should be healthy. And they obviously, you know, we all know they added Julio Jones, uh, one of the top ten receivers of the decade, in my opinion. They already had A.J. Brown, Josh Reynolds uh, from the Rams, and then obviously Derrick Henry, just an absolute monster in a running back position. Uh, They did upgrade the defense a little bit. Uh, they got Janoris Jenkins, which should help. Bud Dupree should help them. Rayshon Evans isn't terrible. Uh, Harold Landry. And he, it's going to be a shootout because they do give up a lot of points. They gave, I want to say they gave up like 380 total yards a game last year. Um, so they're susceptible to, to teams scoring and driving up the field. But I, I just think at will in a shootout, they have it. Uh, now, obviously, Arizona upgraded their offense. So they, uh, they returned Christian Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, then they added A.J. Green. Uh, Chase Edmonds should run okay for him. They did pick up James Conner, uh, which should help a little bit. Um, now, their defense is a little young, in my opinion. I mean, they're good. Buda Baker's solid. Zayvon Collins, I think, will help a lot. Obviously, Isaiah Simmons, this should be uh, – I want to say he's going into his second or third year. Uh, then you have J.J. Watt, who they got uh, last year um, at the deadline. You know, I think these – this is a powerhouse game, but ultimately I think the Titans, I mean, they're one of the teams to beat in the AFC. So I really love minus three there. Yeah. I'm looking probably less of the line. I think this is going to be a shootout. Uh, it, to me, I always can remember week one being a high scoring affairs. Uh, always. Um, the stats don't necessarily prove that, but this is always seems like there's more points available week one. It takes a while uh, for the defenses to catch up because they haven't really gone out at full speed in the preseason. So I really like the over here. Uh, the line's at 52 now. You know, not a lot of turnover with these two teams' um, offensive units. They just added, basically. So I actually make it to be about 57. So I think there's some value here. Uh, I definitely like the over probably the most. If I had to pick a team, you know, I would probably lay the points with Tennessee or take the Arizona money line. <laughs> I really think it's a 50-50 game. <laughs> I, I'm with Q on this. This is one I wrote down in my notebook. I like Tennessee. The only thing, I thought it was going to be a little higher line. That scares me a little bit. Now, you did have some COVID issues with Tennessee. I think they're all back, though. They are back. But, again, you know, just how's that going to play? That kind of – I'm not big. I'm not a big Arizona backer. Murray, I think, is okay. I I mean, I've said this now for years. I think he just does not blow me away with winning. Now, Jason said about the taking the over here. I've read that by a couple of different sites. They uh, they think this could be a shootout. When opened at 51 and a half, went up to 52. Now, a couple stats on this, though. All eight road games last year went under for Arizona. 
So something to keep in mind. Does that mean it's going to happen? I don't know. That's why this is so much fun. Now, one in four ATS last five week one for Arizona. So they're not very good covering the ATS first. What am I doing here? Yeah, this this a play. This could be a play for me. I mean, I'll dive in, but this is a major lean right now, probably a play. I'm going to take a chance, and I'm going to take Tennessee minus three in this one. All right. So we go down to Atlanta, lane three against the Philadelphia Eagles, over-unders 48 and a half. You guys can touch on this. Uh, I mean, this is just a, a yuck game to me. Two bad teams. I guess I'm curious to see what uh, Jalen Hurts does and then um, – you know, what Matt Ryan does, obviously I'm interested to see what Kyle Pitts does. That's my boy from Florida. I think he'll upgrade the team, but not this year. He's just got to take some strides and, and learn the, the game. Um, it's a stay away for me. I, I really don't have an opinion on it, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, it's really dicey. I mean, you have two brand-new coaches here, so you really don't know what you're going to see. Um, you know, you obviously, Leon loses Julio Jones. A lot of the rest of the pieces are still there. The defense was decent at times, especially against the run. But um, so that could be a factor here. It's probably the best unit in this game. Um, for Philadelphia, I don't have a lot of faith in their coaching staff. Um, they didn't play a lot of guys in preseason, so it's kind of hard to gauge what they're really going to do. Um, they could play any of their three quarterbacks, in my opinion. It would be interesting to see if they're all three active for the game on Sunday because I really don't have much faith in any of them. Um, yeah, looking at this game, I it's a pass for me. It, it, I, this is one of the ones you watch just to kind of see um, what these teams are going to be because, you know, a lot of people think Atlanta could be like a sleeper in the South because the South tends to turn over, and the NFC East does as well. But uh, I've seen nothing from the Eagles to make me think that this team, like, took any strides this offseason. And Atlanta, I just think they're kind of treading water as well. They made a nice move with Pitts, but, you know, there's a lot of needs on that team to get to the next level. Guess what? I like yuck games. I love them. <laughs> I love them. I'm on this. I'm going to, this is, this is a lean and I'm really probably going to pull the hammer. Now I, I, the hook scares me a little bit. I wish it was minus three. So I might Fan, not. Fandle has minus three. Yeah, you can get oh, minus three right now. Okay. I'm looking at scores and odds right now. Still at three and a half. Open at three, three and a half, still three and a half. It comes down to this. And it's amazing. A lot of people like the Eagles. I don't see it. I don't either. I, I don't see it. I'm sorry. And again, I'm 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 Central PA born and raised. I'm a Western Pennsylvania boy. I don't like I don't like that side of the state. So I'll say it on here. Hopefully we don't. Maybe maybe you misheard the conversation. Maybe you heard you like the Eagles to be scored on because they never seem to get defensive backs and they get <laughs> torched. You know, I think they. I think I do like some of their players. I do like Jalen Hurts. I, is he the answer? I don't know. I like the kid. The kid's tough. I mean, kid was tough in college. But I, I don't know. I just don't see it on um, the Eagles this year. I just really don't. Where you listen to some other people and some people are posting and they, they're high on them to maybe win that division. I don't know. If they do, great. I don't see it. I love the Falcons here. I'm looking at Matt Ryan against Hurts. I like the quarterback. And I am taking Falcons probably minus the three and a half. I love them. Looks like we got Matty Nails on. Matty Nails, we just broke down the uh, Eagles-Falcons game. I didn't have any breakdown of it. Do you have a lean or anything? Hey, boys, what's going on? Sorry I'm late. A little real no, life. you're fine. Uh, I do have a lean, actually. I am actually leaning. Uh, I know Smitty enjoyed these uh, guys, so I'm going to lean the Falcons this week. Uh, I think a home favorite. Small minimum, I believe two and a half is the line. It could be up a little bit now, but I think they cover and get it done this week. Love it. Love the play, All man. Right. I just said I, I, that's probably one of my games this week is the Falcons. I love it. Matt, we're getting ready to touch your team. So Washington football team Oof. is hosting the L.A. Chargers. L.A. Chargers minus one, overrunners 44 and a half. I'm a Dolphins fan, but I guess you could consider me a homer just because, you know, I live in the, the D.C. area. So, uh, you know, I do watch a lot of the football team. I do root for them, um, you know, when I'm not – when they're not playing the Dolphins. I actually see value here in Washington money line. Um, I, I just think it's a west-to-east trip. You know, Derwin James always seems to get hurt. Maybe he gets hurt in this game. Uh, I don't know. I like Fitzpatrick. I think – if Curtis Samuels plays, I think there's real value because I don't think you can guard 
Adam Humphreys, Curtis Samuels, J.D. McKissick, Antonio Gibson, and Tor- Terry McLaurin at the same time if they go five wide. Um, and their front seven just absolutely beast. I think they'll keep Austin Eckler in check. Um, and they really did upgrade the defensive back uh, position. So Collins looked really well from the safety position. Cameron Curl looks up and coming. Um, they have uh, Kendall Fuller, who – does really well in the slot. Um, and then they have, uh, I can't, I can't think of his name, but they picked up a, a two or three time pro bowler uh, out of Cincinnati. I, I think they've made the adjustments. I like riverboat Ron. And I do think if you are going to touch this game, just take them on the money line. I see some value. I just, this game's really weird to me. Cause I, I really think this should be like Washington minus three at home. And uh, they're actually getting a point here. Um, I guess the books like the charges changes the Chargers made. I mean, they had to upgrade the coaching staff, but that was probably one of the worst time management coaching staffs I've ever seen in my life. I, they cost them at least four games last year. So I guess when you factor that in, this is a pretty solid team. Um, it's like you said, it's week one and they're relatively healthy because it's just a matter of time until they get hurt. Uh, so this might be the best week to take them. I really don't have a play here. Uh, like I said, I'm, this is another one I'm just going to watch to see um, the skins can have, or sorry, Washington football team can keep the magic from last year and whether the chargers take a step forward with some guys who can actually manage the clock and run decent systems. So no play for me here. I apologize. I'm driving. <laughs> it's kick. all good. Is this... this is your early team. Kick, yeah, I know, but is this an early kick or a late kick? Oh, it's a one o'clock. 1 PM. So okay, this is well, a 10 AM kick for the chargers. That's right. So week one, new coaching staff, like you guys pointed out, I hope they got a new strength and conditioning coach out there in L.A. because their injuries, I don't know if it's bad luck or is it bad preparation, bad working out, could be a little of both. This is a no play for me right now. However, I think as this goes on, I think you're going to be right, Kaminsky. I think this is going to start to go up. I think the skin, uh, yeah, the WFT are going to catch some points here. I'm going to lay off for now. I'm actually going to look at some player props on this. I think the uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to sling this all over. I might look over his passing yards week one. Well, I like being the lone wolf here. I'm not as high on the skins or whatever you want to call them. I don't care. I, I I like the Chargers in this. I think the Chargers are, like Jason said, really bad coaching staff. They blew a lot of games. I think they're very talented. I'm just not. Fitzpatrick's all right. I, I, you know, down here, you have some people thinking they're going to the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't know what bubble you're living in, but I mean, wake up a little bit. Samuels, so what? You're you're banking on a guy that just started stretching and playing a little bit on the field the other day. Uh, I got to see it. Maybe they'll come out and play great, and I'll, I'll come on the show next week and say, wow, I was really wrong. I've been right many times. I've been incorrect a lot of times on this. I like the running back. I do like Adam Humphreys. I think that was a great pickup by them. I just, I don't know. I think they're all right. I think if you look at their defense, their defense is okay. I mean, they got torched by, I mean, Brady completely destroyed that team in the playoff game. I think Herbert can do that too. I think it's a close game. I think if you're going to play a teaser, I'll give some advice. I think the smart play would maybe if this stays at minus one, minus one and a half, take the, take Washington up a little bit here. I'm probably, I'm not touching it. I mean, I'll sit back and I'll watch this because I think this should be an entertaining game. I'll take the Chargers, though. Give me the Chargers to win the game. Smitty, when was the last time you said the Washington football team had an interesting game and you were excited to watch their team? I watched their – you know what? The funny thing, though, is – your dad. I watch, them, I watch your, them all the time. Your dad makes fun of me a lot. You know, I don't like – I mean, really, the only team down here I like is the Hoyas in basketball. But I do watch a lot of the Washington games on the side. And, like, Nats baseball, I know a lot because living down here. Uh, I think it's going to be a good game. I mean – and I like, I, I like Fitzpatrick. I just don't know, like, some people are thinking this guy's coming in and they're they're winning the division easily and they're going far in the playoffs. Eh, I don't know. And, again, Samuels, I think, is a concern. And, again, I like Curtis Samuels a lot. I think he's a very talented player. He just started. He's just started doing stuff. How much is he even going to play week one? Now, if he plays a lot of snaps, great. And, like I said – I could be, everybody can make fun of me. You guys can make fun of me. I'll take the Chargers minus the one. Again, it's probably a hard pass for me, but I think this is one of the most entertaining games this week, personally. 
Matt, real quick, I'll uh, I'll get your your info for you. So both quarterbacks. So Justin Herbert is over under two fifty seven point five pass yards, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is over under two sixty three point five passing yards. I see him dabbling with the three hundred there. Over, personally. correct. I, I mean, you named it. You got all the weapons. You actually have two really good pass catching backs. Well, yeah, I even missed one. You have Logan Thomas. That's that's right. And you have a renewed tight end in Logan Thomas. I think they're going to sling it all over. The, the Chargers are actually uh, better up front. Now, Derwin James, who I actually absolutely love as a player. I hate to say it, but I love him as a player. He likes to sneak up in the box a lot, get his hands dirty, which is good if we can get somebody over the top to stretch that field. Now, I don't know who that's going to be this year because all the, the, the Washington football guys are – they're, they're quick. They're not outright speed guys. So we'll see if they have somebody to stretch uh, over the top. But, yeah, I think Fitzpatrick's going to throw it. He might throw three interceptions too, but I think he's going over to the 265. Oh, absolutely. I like that play a lot. I actually I, I love that. I love that play. That's a great Yeah, play. I, I might tell you on that. All right, enough for the Washington football talk. We're going to go up to Detroit. Detroit is hosting the 49ers. 49ers minus 7.5, over under 45. This is another game I want to watch. I haven't heard the official starter for the 49ers. I'm curious to see if it's Trey Lance, and if it's not, does he get the uh, any playing time? And, and and I'm curious to see what Jared Goff does in Detroit. He lost Kenny Galladay. He lost Marvin Jones. Um, he goes up there. He obviously got the raw end of that deal. I'm just curious to see, you know, obviously his best uh, receiver is going to be TJ Hawkinson, um, who's a little banged up. So we'll see if he comes in fully healthy. I, I just want to see how his situation is. It's definitely a no play for me. I'll jump in real quick. I actually, I absolutely love the Lions getting points here. This is a Smitty teaser special. If you can tease this up to even more, get them at 15. I think they actually keep it around the eight, eight and a half. I think golf's best receivers are Hawkinson and then Jamal Williams, a new addition from Green Bay. They're going to be behind. They're going to have to throw the ball, but Captain Checkdown himself and his noodle arm isn't going to get it done. I mean, you have Tyrell Williams as their one. He's already dinged. I'm on St. Brown, the rookie. Hawkinson, I already looked. I might bet his catches over for the year. I'm not sure what the total is, but I'm going to look at that because that's got to be his number one option all year. Yeah, good point. Yeah, no, I, I think in this game, I mean – this is one of those games where I would love this later in the year to take Detroit with the points where teams are a little beat up and teams are looking ahead. But week one, I think this is where you go chalky and you follow the public and you just take the Niners and lay the seven and a half. Uh, you know, Detroit's not a complete football team. I, I, I can't name a wide receiver for them. I know Terrell Williams is supposed to be their go-to guy. He's hurt for this game. I mean, they're going to run the football and try to do play action because that suits Goff's talents. But um, there's no threat of a pass to begin with. So, uh, San Francisco is going to have the box loaded up. You're good. Um, okay. Really, the only thing that can go right. on here is if San Francisco kind of screws themselves over by playing both quarterbacks and kind of get no flow offensively. Um, that's really the only thing that can do them any damage, I think, here. But uh, I like the Niners. I lean to seven and a half. Yeah, quick point. And I'm, I'm sorry. I was just going to say quick point. They get uh, the Niners get uh, Darnell Mooney back and uh, George Kittle. So huge, huge additions that they get back. Just too much at this point. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a deep team. I mean, I think it's a real – I have them on my win total, um, you know, doing – looking at each division. I have them very high. I have them winning, like, 12 games. Like, I think San Francisco is a very talented team. If Jimmy Grapes can uh, – quarterback okay, Jimmy G give you some good action here. I think they're – they'll run the ball a lot. Strong defense. I think they'll run all over Detroit. Uh, you know, maybe look at the under, you know, 46 down to 45. I love this in a teaser play. Now, I'm just going opposite what Matt said. I would take San Francisco down and get them at minus one and a half. I think they win. I think they cover. I think I think they cover the spread straight up. Yeah, no, I think the under might be a good call here because I think San Francisco would do all the lifting. I don't know if the Lions can cover their end of the uh, bargain there. So that would probably be why that'd be a good under. All right, so we're going to go to Indianapolis. Indianapolis hosts Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks laying two and a half, over under 49 and a half. Seattle Seahawks are kind of banged up. Chris Carson was in and out of injury last year. Tyler Lockett took the load. DK Metcalf obviously returns. But on the defensive side, outside of Bobby Wagner, you know, they lost um, Jamal 
Um, shoot. Now I'm drawing Adams. a blank on his left. Jamal Adams. He kind of got banged up uh, with some some leg issues uh, midway through the year. Uh, now they they do have Quandre Diggs this year who should help them a lot. Obviously, Bobby Wagner is a Pro Bowl linebacker. I'm just very curious. You know, it seemed like they they struggled a lot on defense last year, and they put a lot of pressure on uh, Russell Wilson to, to almost feel like he had to score every single possession they had to keep them in games. And they're going against a nasty Colts defense. Colts defense is going to be top five again. Uh, their front seven is pretty beast. And then, you know, I'm curious to see uh, the quarterback play. You know, is is uh, what's his face healthy? Uh, Carson Wentz, you know, obviously they're they're saying he's projected to come week one, but he, we know he's been injured a lot. Does he get injured early on in that game? Um, or it, does he face a setback coming into Sunday? Does something happen? And then uh, you're looking at Sam Ellinger um, playing for them. So um, it, it's, it's a no play for me. Um, if I had to take a side, I, I'm going just on a healthy Carson Wentz, and, and I'm going to lean – defensive with the Colts I would take the plus two and a half maybe even tease them up but it's it's a no play for me yes Q yes I already sent you guys my leans I love it I think this is a slow down game by the Colts keep Wentz upright run the ball which they like to do they get Quentin Nelson back as well I think Seattle still wants to run the ball but they do have the uh, two wide receivers who can really stretch the field which is scary but I think now with the fans back, it's going to put a whole new wrinkle on. I think we're going to see more uh, false start penalties, more holding penalties, even delay of games. I think it's going to slow down a lot. I think I think week one we might catch a lot of unders, catching us all, catching us all off guard. I'm going to lean the Colts and the under on this one, Smitty. Although it is teaser Tuesday, tease these guys up. You know what? Catch the Colts with eight and a half or something, and I think you're looking good. Well, I'm looking at the injury report now, and you got Carson Wentz is questionable. Eric Fisher, the left tackle, is questionable. Now, the Colts had a lot of transition at the tackle position um, this offseason. Um, that's kind of interesting. And then you look at the Seattle team, you're missing um, what's called Lockett is questionable. And uh, probably the biggest part for them is um, the middle linebacker's name is escaping me right now. Is Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner makes that whole defense go. So they lose KJ Wright to free. I think he went off and signed with someone else. They basically didn't resign. They couldn't afford him anymore. Um, you know, it was a decent run defense last year, especially once they got Carlos Dunlap, who actually gave him some pass pressure too. They played they, they played much more like the Seahawks in the second half of the year than they did in the first half of the year, like you mentioned, where the, Russell Wilson basically had to win the games for them. Um, he could clearly do that this week as well. Um, Seattle probably has a little more exceptional talent, and he's probably a little more solid overall. Um, you know, it's probably a long way of saying this is a no play. If I had to pick one, I would probably take the Seahawks based basically on Russell Wilson. Yeah, this is tough. A lot of, you know, I, in my notebook, I have injuries <laughs> on both of these teams. It's, it's, it's not so, wrong. Yeah. I mean, big, you know, change Seattle open plus two and a half. I'm looking at minus two and a half. It's a stay away for me. I do like what Matt said. I think, again, if you like teasers, and I do like teasers, I think this is an okay one. Matt really likes this one, and I'm going to say another one here. Old man in the garage. Here's his first play of the year. He killed these money lines last year with these dogs. Let's have a good year by him. He loves the Colts. He says Colts will win the game outright. So there is the first official play by old man in the garage is the Indianapolis Colts. For me, stay away. I do like what Matt said, though. Um, the teaser, I've heard some other people say take the Colts. So, listen, when you have a lot of people, especially Matty Nails telling you that, old man in the garage is saying money line, it, I might have to jump in and do a little teaser on this. I like it. Keep them coming, boys. All right. Cincinnati hosts the Vikings. Vikings laying three over on a 47 and a half. It's a no play for me. The Vikings lose Kyle Rudolph. They obviously have... Uh, sorry, boys, just just blanked out. Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson um, coming back for them. So defensively, I looked at their team. I mean, Patrick Peterson's their best defensive player, in my opinion. I think he's a little – he's starting to get age on him. Um, I'd be curious to see if he slows down. Outside of that, uh, you know, it seems like there's some tensions with Mike Zimmer up there, you know, between him and Cousins. Could that face an issue? Um, and then the Bengals, they're just so young. I, I do want to see Joe Burrow bounce back. 
I am pulling for him. Obviously, he gets his buddy Jamar Chase uh, for four quarters. He gets Tyler Boyd, who I thought uh, is a really good slot receiver. Joe Milton uh, looked really good in the preseason, and he had a decent season last year. It's a no play. Um, I don't even have a lean on it. So I'll let you guys take the floor. All right, I'm nervous here. This is my uh, king of the hill, last man standing pick. I took the Vikings to win outright. It's a no play for me point-wise running, and I won't be betting this. I think this is going to be an ugly game. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. You don't know what you're going to get out of Burrow. You don't even know what you're going to get from any of their young talent, really. I don't even know who their tight end is this year. So Minnesota has already lost uh, Kyle Rudolph. Their next starter was Irv Smith. He's out for five five months, maybe the whole year. They brought in Chris Herndon from the Jets, so they have a new tight end. They still have Thielen. I believe uh, Jefferson is banged up. I think this is just Dalvin Cook 30 times out of the gate, slow it down, get out of town with a 24-19 ugly win in Cincy. Tight end is Tyler Conklin. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> oh, they don't need it. I mean, the tight end is going to be a blocker for them anyway. They've got three pretty good wide receivers in Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, this is a really interesting game for me. I'm actually kind of looking at the over here. Um, even though Minnesota plays kind of slow and they run the football, um, I just don't see either defense being very good. I just don't see the Minnesota doesn't really have the defensive line they've had in the past to kind of make all the pieces work. You say you've got Patrick Peterson at one corner and he's kind of on the backside of his career. Um, you know, now that Zimmer does a pretty good job of usually putting defenses together and they were awful last year. So that'll be interesting. And then Burrow, you know, can they block people? Cause they do have decent skill talent, Mixon, um, Boyd, um, which called the T Higgins, the guy they drafted last year. So, and then you have the Jamar chase, the rookie this year, who I don't think is going to do as much as people think, but you know, it's just kind of intriguing to me week one, you know, crazy stuff happens. I can see this being a bit of a shootout, even though um, just because Cincinnati run defense, isn't that great. So I expect Dalvin Cook to have a big day. So if you want to go that angle to take the over rushing yards of him, it'd probably be a good one, but yeah, I'm kind of leaning over here and, you know, kind of intrigued by the Bengals, especially betting percentages right now, 74% Vikings, 26% Bengals. That's like, a you know, getting three and a half. That is like, exactly what you want to do in the NFL to kind of win weekends is take that hook, especially when you're going against the public. Now week one kind of concerns me because the public usually wins, but I like the over and maybe the Bengals of three and a half. Yeah, this is a tough one. I, this is on, it's on one of my leans. I kind of like the Vikings in this. I think they're going to run the ball extremely well. I think they have talented wide receivers. Cousins sometimes is a question mark. Sometimes he can look good. Other times he doesn't look very good. What do you get out of Joe Burrow coming off an injury? I'm not high on their offensive line. I'm not high on Cincinnati's defense at all. I don't think they can really stop the run. Their secondary is a mess. I don't think they're going to be able to stay with these wide receivers. I think Cousins could have a big day. I think overall, it, I, again, don't like the hook, but this is a lean right now. I'll give it out maybe later in the week if I'm going to play it. I would lean Minnesota. You say that the wide receivers of Minnesota, both of them, Jefferson and Thielen are banged up right now. So, I mean, you're not getting a full-strength Vikings passing attack. And since he did add DJ Reader, they had Larry Ogunjaba from Cleveland. I know I didn't pronounce that right. And Trey <laughs> Hendrickson from Cincinnati. I mean, that's that's three decent defensive linemen. That definitely shored up a bad area for them. Uh, I don't know if it's going to make a difference, but that, like that's some decent talent there. So that's why it, it could be a little more intriguing than just the typical Bengals or Bungles team. Hey, wait, I got this one. It's Larry Ogunjobi. That was excellent, Matt. Thank you for picking me up. All right, we're going to go up to New England, hosting Miami Dolphins. New England laying three over under 43 and a half. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm taking the points with Miami. Logically, obviously, it's my team. I, I just think the Patriots have a, a rookie quarterback. Tua was a rookie last year, so he kind of got through the motions. He's got the full playbook this year. I think Mac Jones will succeed, but this is his first game, um, a division game at that. And I just think Miami has a lot of weapons. I love what Brian Flores has. They had one of the best defenses last year, and they, and they were, I believe, number two in the uh, pass defense in, in all of NFL. And, and I look at New England, and Damian Harris, you know, the Dolphins have a good enough front line, I think, to keep him in check. Jerome Baker at the linebacker. Uh, Van Winkle is not bad. And then you have Christian Wilkins. You got Jalen Phillips coming off the edge. 
um, in certain plays. So I really think they upgraded there. They have two of the uh, top defensive backs in the, in the league with Byron Jones and Xavier, uh, Xavier Howard. So, and then um, uh, shoot, I, I forget who their safety is, uh, but he's not terrible. So I, I think this is a place where Miami can actually pick up the win. I look at them offensively. Miles Gaskins um, is, is good out of the backfield, catching and receiving. Uh, two is, like I said, it's going to open a playbook. He's going to throw to Devontae Parker, Mike Gusecki, who's an upcoming tight end. Uh, he gets Preston Williams back, who they lost uh, to injury. He also gets Grant, who another guy uh, they lost to an injury, who really helped that team. Um, I'm not saying it's going to be a, a, a blowout, but I just think with Miami's defense, a rookie quarterback for New England, I think Miami escapes with a marginal win here. Ooh, all right. I'm going to I'm going to roll quick because uh, I'm actually against you on this one and I'm going to be against a lot of people all year. Somebody asked me, what's your biggest like risk play? And mine was for the Patriots to make the playoffs this year. And that was before Mac Jones was even announced as a starter. And I actually think he's the second best quarterback in this group to come out this year. He's perfect for what New England wants. They're not going to overwhelm him with a playbook early. And as good as the Dolphins were on pass defense, they were actually mediocre against the run. And Belichick's going to pound that ball. He has two big bruisers now with uh, Damian Harris, and he's going to bring in that Ramondre Stevenson, who I actually love. I hate Smitty for grabbing him in a few of our fantasy leagues. And then they still have James White, who can catch the ball a ton. I think they'll go dink and dunk down the field. I'm still not sold on Tua. I would take the Patriots laying the points, but I'd also look the under on this one as well. Yeah, no, that's where I'm at as well. Uh, I actually like the Patriots here. I just, you know, you look at, like Q said, the Dolphins were excellent against the pass last year. They were sixth in DVOA um, in the NFL, but they were 23rd against the run. And New England is going to come out and try to run the football. They need to protect their rookie quarterback. And probably no team benefited from a year of a year of picking up players and the Patriots who are going to get basically their front seven back on their defense. Um, you know, Miami's offense wasn't great last year. I mean, they score points at times, but a lot of times they struggle. And that could have been just two of growing pains and we could see him take a big step up in this game. But, you know, going against Belichick, I think he has a pretty good read uh, of what he thinks he could do against Miami. I don't think the passing game is quite there yet. And the running game really didn't take off last year. The offensive line was kind of questionable. So, uh, I think, like Matt said, I think this is a, an under game. I think New England wins like a close one, like an ugly one, maybe 2017, something like that. Um, just because they can protect the quarterback, they're basically going to run the ball all game on Miami and make them try to stop the run. Yeah, I, this is one of my favorite plays of the weekend. I like New England. I, I'm not I'm not high on Tua. I don't think Tua is that great. Uh, I do like what Miami's done as an organization. I think it's been very smart what they've done with the picks. I think they're a good team. I'm very high on New England. I love Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is going to be a great quarterback, fits the system. You talk about a guy coming into a situation that was just made for him. This was it for him. You guys really nailed it. They're going to pound the ball. I don't think Miami can stop them. I think they're going to run. Mac Jones will do a little play action. This is one of my favorite games um, out of openers, five out of six for New England. Belichick, I think, will really – I think the coaching staff will confuse to uh, – I like New England winning anywhere from seven to ten points. So this is probably one of my favorite plays of the weekend, New England Patriots over Miami. Hey, so last real year, quick, real quick. Go ahead, Q. No, I was just saying last year both teams uh, took a win and both teams won by ten. I'm going to bounce after this. I just wanted to throw in one thing. Put a little pizza money on James White and Jonu Smith to score touchdowns in this game. Hey, if you're having a good day from Saturday, chuck 10 bucks on those two. I'm going to bounce. Keep up the good work, boys. I got to get in here and do some more work. All right, bud. We'll see you. Thanks, man. All right, moving on. Kansas City is laying six and a half, hosting Cleveland, over under 54 and a half. This is going to be an exciting game to watch. I'm actually surprised it's not the Sunday night game. I, I think it's going to be a barn burner. Um, Two incredible offenses. I think Cleveland has a little bit better defense, but can they stop an electric Kansas City offense? Uh, you would think they're going to be looking at the Tampa Bay Bucks Super Bowl film on how to do that. Uh, I don't have a plan. I think if I had to lean a play, it would be Cleveland plus six and a half. I see it being a three-point game, but I, I just want to sit back and enjoy this uh, solid game as a fan. 
it's interesting. You look at Kansas City, and uh, they're laying six and a half now. So people are actually taking the Chiefs, and that might be just because you know the Chiefs are the Chiefs, but they're pretty banged up. Uh, they're you know they're probably gonna have Jarek McKinnon as their starting running back, or at least getting significant carries because Clyde edwards alaire and Daryl Williams are both questionable. Um, you look at the defense, Nandi and Clark. There's two of their starting defensive tack. Start, sorry, defensive linemen are uh, questionable. The strong side linebacker Willie Gay's on in reserve. Uh, Honey Badger is out for this game. Yeah, that's, that's some pretty big losses, uh, and you know, and this is a pretty good Cleveland team going in here. Um, taking a look now to see if they have the similar issues, but you know, this was a game Cleveland should have had in the playoffs when Mahomes went out, and they kind of blew it. But they're really built pretty well to handle what Casey can do. And they really upgraded the secondary in the offseason. And they even added, you know, um, improved the off defensive line with Clowney. So, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. I, I think taking the points here is probably not a bad idea. If you tease it, it's probably a really good idea. But uh, I'm probably not going to play it. But I definitely think that uh, the Browns can hang in this one and maybe getting six and a half is not bad. Uh, <laughs> well, let's just say something happened on Zoom that was really, really funny there. And I'm glad I was on mute there for a second. I was like, is that what is behind him there? That is great. Oh, my goodness. Okay, let me get my thoughts back on this. I like Kansas City in this. And, but I think you guys, like, I agree, there's a lot of injuries. So this is a teaser play for me. I, I like Cleveland. I have Cleveland winning the division, um, the AFC North, and I hate to say that being a Steelers fan, but that's what I have. I think, though, Mahomes will put on a show. I, I mean, if you're going to play it straight, I, I would maybe – I was a little surprised it was as high as it was. But I have it as a teaser. I said Tampa earlier in the show, minus one and a half. This is the team I teased them down with. So I have right now – I have Tampa minus one and a half, and I have Kansas City as a pick em. I got it last night. I played it. That's my te- one of my first teasers that I'm giving you guys. If you can jump on it now, still jump on it now. It's going to be a winner. Take Tampa, take Kansas City down six points, and it will be a winner. All right, we're going to go to New York. New York Giants are getting two and a half points. Denver Broncos laying the two and a half on the road over under 41 and a half. I know this is going to be one of Skippy's plays in our uh, podcast challenge. I actually agree with him. I do like the Denver Broncos. Um, I, I just think they have more weapons than the Giants. Kenny Galladay for the Giants is always hurt. We don't know if Saquon, he didn't take any snaps during the preseason. They say he's on track to start week one, but is he going to be limited? Could he hurt himself again? Uh, just too many questions. Daniel Jones, you know, this is make or break year for him, I think, in New York. And then Denver Broncos, Teddy Bridgewater is a really efficient quarterback. He's obviously starting. Uh, over Drew Locke. I really like him. I think Vic Fangio is on the hot seat, uh, but I think they're talent-wise. So they have CD, I'm sorry, uh, Jerry, Jerry Judy, and then they, uh, Cortland Sutton's coming back, then Noah Fant. Um, I, they get their defensive all-pro back, Vaughn Miller. Uh, they got uh, Patrick Sertan, who looks to be an immediate impact uh, in preseason play. Um, I just think this is a team where the Broncos can capitalize and steal a road victory here. I'm actually going to I might lay the heavy juice. It's 150 right now on the money line. Um, I'm seeing well, if I can get minus two and a, if I can get minus two and a half on Sunday, I think I'll take that. Uh, it's a lean right now. It's not a lock. All my plays will be on Twitter, but this is one I'm definitely leaning towards Denver. Yeah, no, the one thing with the Giants, too, I didn't realize this is that it's not just Barkley who's questionable. You got Galladay, Darius Slayton, Evan Engram, all questionable. And then yeah, John Ross is out, guy they picked up from. The Bengals, obviously, and Kadarius Tony, the first round draft choice that they kind of reach for, also questionable. Like that's a pretty banged up skill positions for the Giants going against probably the best defense in the NFL, or what could be uh, the best defense in the NFL. Um, yeah, I mean, this is kind of the game where you know you're going to get Bridgewater and kind of the vanilla, no risk, and he's not going to blow it for you, right? Like these are the games that the Broncos kind of need to win to get to the playoffs, where you, you win a game on the road against, you know, a team that you should beat and you don't give away a couple of interceptions to blow it for you. And that, I mean, that's why Bridgewater's a starter and a lock isn't. So, um, you know, I think the three is okay. I think the under is probably a good play here. The Giants have a history of going under a lot. I think they were, I think that like maybe 12 of their games went under last year. So uh, I think that's a solid play as well. So I'd probably take the Broncos laying the three and then the under. I love this Denver team. I think Q, I, I know Skippy's going to, 
I think their shows tonight, I, I guarantee he's going to talk about this show a lot. And I agree with Q and Skippy and everybody. I love this Denver team. And I've seen other people that have said, not going to be that good. I, I, I'm missing something then. And I get, I like Drew Locke. I think Drew Locke played well in the preseason. I thought it was tough. Some people are like, eh, Teddy Bridgewater. But here, Teddy Bridgewater, if you look at his numbers, ATS, man, the guy covers ATS. He's awesome on the road too. It's like 21 and three. I think someone just posted that on Twitter. I don't know if that's correct, but if that is, that's crazy. Miller, Chubb on the, you know, coming off the ends, great defense, weapons galore. They got good wide receivers, got some decent running backs. I love this Denver team. I agree. Barkley, what do you have? He might play, he might not play. Um, Ingram, I think, is out. Daniel Jones, again. Daniel Jones can have some moments, but man, he can, he can turn the ball over too. If you can limit that, maybe they have something here. I'm not high on this giants team. I I don't, I think, I think I love this play. I think Denver blows them out personally. All right. We are going to move. And I want to say one more thing. I'm sorry, Q. I do. I have down in the notebook too. Jason brought it up. He said the under, I do also have a little, maybe under 42 and a half play on that so you know if you're an under person or you're a teaser tease the points up take the under i agree with jason on that that's a low under too but i definitely can see this game just being completely boring uh just absolutely 21 17 exactly all right new orleans hosting green bay green bay laying four over under 50 i'll just keep it short i'm gonna pound 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 green bay in this aaron jones i think Aaron Rodgers is going to come back and just absolutely torch. I think this is a farewell tour for him. And I think he's going to show uh, that he can be the MVP and he's just going to show Green Bay what they're going to be missing uh, in 2022. So Valdez Scantling's back. Uh, Devontae Adams is there. I just think they pound New Orleans, especially with Michael Thomas out at least till midway of the year. I've been looking at this game a lot this week because rarely do you see a team – or a game shift six points like it did. Now, granted, obviously the venue changed and, you know, there's been a lot going on with New Orleans. I mean, they've kind of dealt with this before, but I don't know how many guys are from those teams. I mean, but, you know, the Packers obviously got to the NFC Championship game, probably had a chance to win it uh, and obviously didn't. Um, The defense wasn't great last year, uh, but it was pretty good. and, you know, New Orleans, it probably their defense is probably something that's overlooked with that team because you always think of Drew Brees as kind of the face of the franchise. Obviously, he's moved on with Jameis taking over his spot. Um, I don't know. It's just to me, getting four at home and granted, I know it's not really home. Just, I think these teams are fairly close. I think that that's actually enough points that I'm kind of interested in the Saints. I mean, I hate going against Aaron Rodgers. You know, he probably cost me a ton of money over my career here. But um, kind of like the Saints, I kind of like the over in this one too. So I'll take the points and uh, I think some points can be scored on both teams. Yeah, this is, this is a tough one. I, you know, I agree with, I mean, Aaron Rodgers could really come and put on a show. Winston, see to me, Winston's not a bad quarterback. It's just don't turn the ball over. I mean, that's the problem with them. But again, he was on Tampa and they threw the ball a lot. So what are they going to do here? You know, if he can try to limit maybe some of his throws, not much, can they hang in this? The four, the four scares me. I mean, a big line change, two and a half um, Packers were two and a half. I'm looking at minus four now, major line change there. I'm not touching this game. I'll, I'll try to, I'll monitor and just kind of see what happens. You know, the over under, I have it at 50 and a half went down to 50. I mean, if I do anything, I'd tease up the points maybe and take the under in this a little bit, but But I could I see it being a shootout too? Yeah, I could. So it's a no play for me. I'll sit and and try to see what the Saints have with Winston as QB here. All right, LA is hosting the Bears. LA minus seven and a half over under forty six. Again, I'll keep it short. I'm I'm interested to see how Matt Stafford does. He obviously gets some weapons in Cooper Cup. Um, Obviously, Cam Akers is down. He's got Darrell Henderson, and they picked up Sony Michelle, who I really liked. from new England. And then um, what's the other Robert Woods, I believe is the other receiver he has. Mm-hmm. He's got uh, Tyler Higby at the tight end. So um, even though he loses Hawkinson, he has a decent pass catching guy there. This is a take the Rams in a teaser. 
uh, lean for me. I'm probably not going to touch it, but I think if you get them down to one and a half for one, I think it's an easy win. Yeah, it's it's interesting to me because I'm, I'm looking at the numbers from last year, and this game kind of screams under, which you wouldn't really think of. But you know, the Bears pretty solid on defense, play pretty slow. The Rams also play pretty slow, also very solid on defense. Now they lost some guys in the offseason, but um, still should be a pretty solid unit. Um, so that's probably my strongest lean. I just think seven's a lot for the Rams. I really haven't seen that on offense, and you know, the line to me is it's okay, but it's not great. Uh, the Bears' defense is pretty solid. It keeps them in games. And I really just can't believe they're going to keep Fields on the bench the entire game, especially if they get down. Um, it seems like a good spot to introduce them. I know they're sticking to their guns to play Dalton, but uh, I just, at some point, you know, you saw that he created plays in the preseason. Again, it's a good defense, but um, in a zone heavy one, too, which is a little tougher in the NFL than it is in college. But, uh, I like the under here. I probably don't not going to lay this in with the Rams. I think it'll be a little closer than that, but it's going to be probably pretty close to that. So I actually don't see them bringing them in on the road. I think they'll wait till they catch a home game. I just, yeah, I do I just, apologize. I have two dogs right now just chowing down on bones and stuff. <laughs> so if you hear something in the background, I'm going to try to mute myself as much as possible. So um, I had them outside, but they were staring in at me. I had to bring them in. So. You know, a couple of things here. Andy Dalton, I, I, I backed him a lot. It's going to be tough there in Chicago. I think overall, this is the game. I love the Rams this year. I, and I'll tell you right now, I have the Rams over Kansas City to win the Super Bowl. I love Matthew Stafford here in this position here. I think he has the offensive weapons now. The defense is good. I like the Rams a lot this year. I did have him winning the division, but I do have him coming back in the playoffs and winning the Super Bowl. So I'm going to say it on the show here today. I This is my teaser, my second teaser I locked in. Rams minus one and a half, Steelers plus 12 and a half. Book it, another winner. Teaser King's going to go 2-0 right now on the teasers. I like that one. All right, last game, Monday night, Vegas Raiders. Bringing fans into the, the new stadium in Vegas. That'll be exciting for them. They're hosting the Ravens. Ravens are laying four and a half on the road over under 51. This game got really intriguing when J.K. Dobbins, as well as Justice Hill, uh, were deemed out for the season for the Ravens. They have Gus Edwards. They were uh, Elijah Holyfield and Le'Veon Bell were in for uh, tryouts. So that'll be interesting to see if, if they even sign any of those guys. Um, and if they do, what kind of condition are they in? Gus Edwards is going to get the haul. He had some fumbling issues the last couple of years. He's a huge goal line threat, but I don't know if he can run 20, 30 times. Um, you would think the Ravens, you know, Lamar Jett, they really don't have the greatest receivers. They drafted a receiver. Didn't they get Terrence Marshall, if I'm not mistaken? Um, or was it Elijah Moore in the draft? They got a receiver. I do remember that. So then they have uh, Hollywood Brown's cousin, Marquise Brown, um, who's a short weapon. Uh, they have a decent Herndon as their tight end. I just think they're going to try to run here, and I think the Raiders are going to try to hone in on Lamar Jackson, knowing that they don't have to respect a running back for Baltimore. It's a no play for me, but it's a very interesting game with those two major injuries. Yeah, is uh, Rashad Bateman was the receiver. The Rashad Raiders Bateman, drafted. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, that's a that's good. Yeah, this is an interesting game. I I really don't have a lean in it because I really don't know what you're going to get there. Now, obviously, the best Ravens running back is Lamar Jackson. So, I mean, yeah. their offense should still go. They should be okay from that perspective. The defense is still pretty good. Um, you know, the Raiders are kind of they're, – they're a little dangerous in these spots. They like they, they get up for big games. There's no question about that. They played the Chiefs well twice last year. Um, you know, I don't know how they really match up here, though, against the Ravens. Uh, if you look at their uh, run defense, 31st in the NFL last year in DVOA, that's pretty bad against, <laughs> against Baltimore. Um, and Baltimore definitely improved the offensive line in the offseason. Um, yeah, I'm not going to play anything here. I don't, I'm just going to kind of watch to see how the Ravens manage the running back situation, which has clearly become a problem for them and kind of to see what the Raiders did in the offseason. They turned over a couple different positions, um, to get this team to look how they wanted it to. And we'll see how that translates to uh, wins and losses. 
I like this game. I, I like the Raiders. This, this would be a teaser spot. And this would be one I said a little bit ago with San Francisco, trying to take San Francisco down to about minus one and a half. I need a partner with them. Who's the dancing partner with them? Well, this is the Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders. Jason said it well there. They play well in these kind of games. Uh, Ravens just signed Le'Veon Bell to the practice squad. So they brought him in. Um, J.K. Dobbins, that's a killer. I just, I think the rate, I think that play, Vegas will be, Vegas is a buzz anyway on most nights. I think it will be a buzz uh, on this night. I That or, place is going to rock. I Yeah, I mean, you know, they played there last year, but there wasn't fans. I think that place is going to be, un, I think it's going to be unbelievable. I think you guys hit it well. I think they'll be up for this game. You put them in a teaser and get them, uh, I got to look. You get here. them at 10 and a half on FanDuel. Okay. You get a six-point teaser. Okay, let's do that. 10 and a half. I love that at 10 and a half. I think this is one they could steal. I really do. I think they could win maybe outright. Get them up to 10 and a half. I love it. I like maybe San Francisco. I haven't played it yet, but this is one of mine. San Francisco and the Las Vegas Raiders and a teaser. All right. Well, that covers week one of the NFL. I have nothing else NFL-wise other than our plays will be out Saturday or Sunday. I can tell you mine will be out Sunday morning. We are going to come out with a new show uh, for college football just like we do. We either record later Friday night or first thing Saturday morning, so it's out. Uh, And plenty of time for you guys to listen, figure out what we're playing, throw it in your sports book, and win money. Same thing. Uh, We get this show out for you. You have the rest of the week to listen to it kind of get our lean, our feels for the teams, and then check on Twitter at Notebook Wagering, at Smitty Bucks, at If You Know Matt, and then at Notebook Wagering J Cam for official plays. Can I say this? Man, follow. We're doing that podcast challenge with uh, Big Fat Winners. All they did was go two and one. We went two and ones. I think Skippy or The Edge said it today. Four and two. I said it like one of the last shows. You track those. I mean, whoever you root it, root for them, root for us, or just play both. Just play both. both I mean, if man, you go you're going to win money. I, yeah, I said it, man. You're going to win money. Those guys are dynamite. We know we're going against a challenge. Edge is unbelievable. Skippy boys, unbelievable. We're going to hang with them, man. We're going to beat them, or we're going to hang. We're going to beat them, but uh, <laughs> we're going to beat them. But those guys. I mean, it's a friendly competition. But again, what I said this. We're trying. It only makes us better. We're trying. Yeah, man, it's competition. You know, I want to beat those guys. They want to. They want to pound us. I know that for a fact. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But the thing is, and I said this, we're winning you money, and it's free. Let me say that one more time. It's free. Listen to their show. I think they're taping tonight. They'll be out. They'll cover college. They'll cover NFL. Listen to us combine we're going to win you money and again q put it out today join our little uh uh contest pick them contest look up our information let's get some more people in that that's free it's fun if you do well we're going to send you a t-shirt come on people it's something to do join us try to beat us because guess what guess who's winning the college yeah yours truly the showstopper todd smith i love it All right, boys, I have nothing else. You guys have nothing else. We'll sign off here. Somebody hit us with a little end of the show slogan, and we'll end this thing. Well, I got to come up with one, but I'll just do original, man. Some people build, I don't know, airplanes. They build boats and glasses. Boats and glasses. (laughs) Some people I have a notebook, and trust me, I got about seven of these laying around. We are here to win you money. Notebook wagering. Follow us. We are bringing on. Great interviews. Keep following us, man. We're really grinding and we're going to win you money. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.